Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers. Well, cheers to you. Top of the morning to you, love. Top of the morning. Hey, hope you're doing well. We're just sitting here drinking coffee on this beautiful... <clears throat> we're in January. But it's sunny today. Yeah, it's a, it's a sunny January day in Seattle. It's beautiful. Loving it. It's great. Hey, thank you for everyone who's been tuning in. And we're... I mean, we're just... I mean, kind of humbled by it all. We're getting a ton of feedback from people. Um, they're saying they're enjoying the podcast, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. You know, really, I think it's just something we we kind of do anyway. So turn on the microphones, and I think at the end of the day, we're just doing it to help. So I hope it's helping you. I think it is, right? It truly is. Thank you. Thank you for leaving comments and giving us these five stars, four stars, whatever you do. Um, someone, I just noticed, I don't look at it often, but someone gave us one star. I, I know. I Listen, saw that. Listen, man, just last I night. will find you. What What have we what done? What does one star mean? Like, why not two and a half or three? <laughs> Did I, mean, I offend you? Of course, we offended them. Our last podcast was <laughs> so offensive. But I think they gave that one like a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I don't know. You know, I guess that's a that's a thing. Just to give one star. I mean, might as well not even give any stars if you're going to give one star. That's cool. We're literally not doing this for the one stars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get the one star, two tar- one star, one star individual. Star. You're not going to enjoy what we're talking about here. Hey, it was exciting to find out. I guess there's you know a few thousand listeners is kind of what I don't I don't know how to do the um, metrics and stuff. But our son Judah, who is a uh, famous Madam Mobile Slay. Um, He's kind of like, yeah. he's like, Dad, you should be really proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're like, oh, okay, we are. Yeah, it's been fun. It has been fun. Love so. the feedback and keep giving it because topics, things that you'd love for us to talk about, chat about, we're here to have several coffee talks. And, and you just- know, the whole point of these conversations, we kind of have the hashtag, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. We're just going to be honest. And sometimes it'll come out right and wrong. Hopefully more often it'll be right than wrong. But that's what we're doing here. Just us kind of having coffee and talking. Right here in our living room. Yeah. Capone is next to me. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the topic that we're about to talk about. Me too. What is the topic for today? Being big. Hey, man. As a (laughs) 260-pound man, I take offense. Well, your 265-ness looks really good on you. (laughs) For real? Why are you you giving signals? Oh, um, uh, the sound check Vic and I have... uh, (laughs) We have like signals that we get back and forth. You don't have signals? You didn't get signals before the podcast started? Uh, no, no signals. Well, we're in the industry. It's kind of a professional thing that we do. So, um, Okay, so we're being talking about big. being Let's, fat. What, what, okay, is that? So, what does being big really mean? Because we, we could talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. But what, are, what does that We're not talking us? about physical bigness, which I'm a big man, and you are a big personality. Yeah, that's But you're a very true. petite woman. I do have a big Beautiful. But you have a really big personality, too. We both do. Our poor kids. <laughs> I mean, are you, just call me fat to my face if that's what you're doing. <laughs> okay, we're big people. Um, we were having this conversation. That's why we thought we'd make it our first kind of topic for the... Jen and I were talking the day. I get... Um, I sometimes get... I have a proclivity to get jaded. And maybe you're out there too and you do too. And I've been in the church world most of my life. We have three children. Our children are 19, 17, and 14. Or is he 18? He's 18, almost... Right. No, he's 17, almost 18. Okay, yeah. And so we've been married for 22 years, going on. So I feel like um, we've seen a lot. And over those years, I've learned about myself, my own personality, maybe you're like me, is I just, I can't be real cynical. I actually got off social media a year and a half ago, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not, I'm not against any of it. In fact, I miss it in a lot of ways. But I was just finding myself getting so jaded by other people, like getting cynical of like, I'd be like, that's not real. 
Um, they're not, they don't really live that way. Oh, am I supposed to be impressed? You know, and I was fighting, it was making me not be my best me. Um, and it dawned on me that, um, we strive to live a big life, you and I personally, totally. and we're going to talk about that. And, I, and hopefully you out there who are listening, you strive to live a big life, but it's crazy how people who are small minded or, um, just kind of live in a box, how their perceptions of us can actually, if we're not careful, small minded people can make you not live as big a life as maybe you were intended to live. You um, you wrote this blog that was really great. We actually just, our church, we go to church Was home. it a blog? Because I'm or not it was a really a blogger. That's right. It was a conversation. And our church just released an app, um, Church Home Global app, which is awesome. You can check it out. Uh, there's just a plug right there for you. But you wrote this statement in this uh, conversation, and it said this, I refuse to live small just so I don't ruffle the feathers of those who've settled into their boxes. And I I kind of, it was a great statement, and I kind of want to dig a little deeper and talk about what you meant by that. Yeah, it was a loaded statement. And just so you know, this that came out of a very real circumstance in our life um, where I felt like small-minded people, and when I say small-minded people, I don't mean bad people. And it kind of, that statement sounds like I'm mad. I'm not mad, but I think I do get fired up. I get fired up when someone tries to take their small mindedness and put it on me or the people I love or you or our family. It's like, Hey, I just refuse to think small, dream small, live small because you've chosen to live in a box. what I mean by box is your bigness intimidates them. Yeah. Or yeah. Or you're jealous. You're jealous of that. You think I have a big life, which I think is ridiculous or you're, yeah. Are you, are you intimidated or you, or you put me in some kind of stereotype just because I live big and what does living big mean? I don't know. There's this, there's this passage in the Bible, which we kind of, you and I have all of our years of marriage and even before we got married, kind of decided that we're going to live our life kind of out of the precepts that we find in the Bible um, and the life that Jesus Christ lived. So it's very dear to who we are. I wouldn't call us religious, um, I think religion, in fact, is a box. But we do have a relationship with the real God, and it kind of, it really is the cornerstone of our life. And one of the things I think, you know, Jesus said when he came, he's, he said in, in, in this book, John, in the Bible, he said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly, or life to the fullest, mm-hmm. to the fullest. Um, abundance means very large. It's this, it's, it, there's a Plentiful, largeness to it. Massive. God came. Jesus came so that we could actually have big lives, like live big lives. And so you're supposed to have big dreams. You're supposed to think big. You're supposed to go for it. You're supposed to, I mean, we're supposed to live lives like that. There's risk. I hope to God we're laughing a lot. I hope we're stepping out. I hope we're doing all of these things. And if we're not, you could argue, I would argue, in fact, that you're kind of living beneath that perfect plan. Um, and what is big to you could be big to someone else. I think it's somewhat relative, right? Wouldn't you say? Like, um, I mean, for someone, you know, like, you know, a celebrity or a musician or a sports star who's literally seen by millions and millions on a weekly basis, like what's big to them might be big, different than what's big for you and I living here in suburban America in Seattle, Washington. Um, but all of us in our worlds just need to live big. And I get very, very bothered. In fact, I get worked up and you know it's true. When someone with a small boxed mentality tries to tries to make me live inside their box, or just even their perception of me makes me be hesitant, you or know, the, living hesitant or projecting it on you, because you say I refuse to live small just 
just because someone else is bothered and then they box you in. I, I guess kind of break down how people box, you know, us in. Maybe the listeners, they feel boxed in because, I don't know, maybe they were overlooked in a promotion at job or maybe they feel they're boxed in because of someone else's insecurity. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you, th- I mean, personality is a big deal, right? I think people can be stereotyped because their personalities. You're a ton of fun. You're always a life of the party. I love that about you. It's one of the things I find the sexiest about you. When we first met, you know, 20 something years ago, like you were just, you're happy. You dance a lot. You're beautiful, but not just outwardly, but inwardly. And you just have this very, very big personality. So small minded people would have been like, you're bossy. And I was like, she's not bossy. She's sexy. You know, like she knows where she's going in life. Like I loved that about you. And I think for someone to be like, oh, she's just very, oh, she just wants all the attention on her, which is not at all who you are. That would just be such a small perspective. Anyone who actually knew you, you know, this is outside perspectives of small people. Anyone who actually knew you'd be like, no, she's the, she's the, she's the biggest hearted person you've ever met. She, everyone's welcome in her world. Um, I get, stereotyped many times because I'm a large man. I have a bald head if you can't see and I have a beard and there's rumors that I've been in the mafia, whatever. Um, so people are like, oh, he's intimidating. I'm like, am I really? Like if we even had a conversation because I would do my best not to intimidate you. In fact, you know, I would probably, you've called me this. I mean, I'm probably more of a protector. Like I would want to help people, make sure people are okay. Um, so I, I think personality is one of the things that people, and so the, the temptation would be is because people are small-minded and they make us feel guilty or they put their perceptions on us. Someone, someone once said perception is more real than reality. Wow. I hate that, but it's but probably it's so true, real. right? Like, and that bothers me. But I, I refuse to allow their perception of me cause me to live hesitantly. But don't you think that's probably why a lot of people do live small is because they're assuming a, 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 um, a perspective that someone has of them, but maybe that the person doesn't even have. Um, I think a year ago I went through some personal stuff myself and the people in my world um, that are close to me, I really got honest with. And I had to fight the tendency of feeling like they were going to keep me in that box of, of that weakness that I had confessed to them. And so it, I had to really struggle with letting that go, the, the, the perception of maybe what maybe they thought or if that sin or that weakness would would stumble me or hold me back for the future. And I think it really did affect me for a little while. To, to I felt insecure. I felt like because I confessed a weakness or I was honest or I was actually really transparent in, a, in an area of my life, that would they forever see me that way, even though I've changed? And I think that's a really real And what if reality. they did? And what if they did? Exactly. What if they did? Right? I have to make a decision. Even if they did, I have to choose to... Let them. To be big. Forget them. And em. to not... <laughs> and, I'm sorry. But, that's the jaded side of me. Forget them, man. Some of I don't even healthy. know you. You're dead think, to me. I think some of us have to maybe overcompensate for, for a moment. Like, yeah, forget it. Who cares? Who cares yeah. what they actually think? At the end of the, at the, end of the day... I got to do what God's called me to do. I got to do what's in my heart and I can't allow their small thinking or perspective or even what I think they're I love thinking. That. Yeah. Cause life is way too short. I, none of us can afford to live hesitantly in life. Like the last thing you need to do is walk through life. Hesitant. hesitant. Like my goodness. I mean, that's not what the Bible wants that's us to do. So real. Like live full on. I mean, now this isn't an excuse to be dogmatic, and mean, mean cruel, yeah, a bully, bossy. And you like how I said bully? <laughs> Just rolls up. Um, that, dear Lord, that is the no opposite of the gospel. That would be that. the opposite of Jesus. That's hopefully the opposite of what any of us want to live like. 
but be you. I've always felt this, babe, and I think you've you do this so well. This is why I love you so much, and this is why you're truly the sexiest creature on the planet. Is you are a hundred percent you, and you've never made apologies for being you. And there's something so attractive to that. Like I don't know if there's single people listening to this, or people that are in a relationship or marriage that it's not going well. Can I tell you, like the the number the, one. The grace on your life is on you. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to act like someone else, live like someone else, aspire to be like someone else, I'm all for mentors and role models and heroes. But like the number one grace of God is on you, the real you. Yes. That's where you're at your best. You're you're your most attractive. You're your most compelling. You are your most natural. Just be you. Do you. Do you. Yeah. And I love that, even though it has a double meaning sometimes. But do you what? is... What? is ultimately what we're all really called to be. And I think when, when we can find um, comfor- comfortability, is that the right word? Comfortability in yeah. our own skin. And like you said, not making apologies, but also owning the stuff that you do need to grow in. Owning, you know, and I can't curse, but owning your stuff. Owning the things that are... And that's a part weakness. of being big, right? And that's a part of being big, and that's part of you being the best So let's go on that for a second, because I love what you just brought up there. One of the ways we can be big, I think there's a couple ways, and I want to talk about those in the next few minutes we have. One of the ways practically to be big is to own it. Like, own it when you do something wrong. Own your responsibilities. The other day, we came home from church, right? And we all walked in, and our dog, we got a little dog, his name's Capone. He's sitting right here on the couch uh, amongst the crew. There's like 55 people that are working <laughs> on this. And Victoria Huffman. Um, and he had gotten into the trash. And this little dog, his name's Capone, he thinks he's a gangster. He's not. And I, He's like 12 pounds. My family loves the dog. The cutest dog i do I've not ever love owned. the dog. I was so upset because he had strewn trash all over the dining room, all over the he kitchen. He tore in the entire bag, the kitchen. But it's because someone left trash the trash bag. bag out on the ground. And so I instantly, like, who... Who in God's name lose, you know, leaves a trash bag out? And so you were still out in the car. The kids were in here. We have our three kids, Judah, Caleb, and Serenity. So I, I asked them all, who left the trash bag out? And they're all like, not me, not me, not me. And I was like, no way. Not today. Not, not today. on this day. I'm like, we will stand here. And I made them all line up. They're grown. My two boys are taller the than me. The 19-year-old's like, oh, my God, are we doing this again, <laughs> Six Dad? Six foot three. Really? Um, and I'm like, we will not move today. Like, today stops until someone owns the fact because there's no way that the little trash elves came in and but one of you left it out and you know and they're all like dad we didn't do it we didn't do it and i'm i was about to lose it you know me i was i was like no way we are not going anywhere i said time will stand still we you will not move until one of you admits what you did and then you walk in so casually and sexy and sexy like and you're like oh my bad i did that you know <laughs> all three kids kind of giggle and leave and i had to own the fact that i falsely accused them so i think i was like anybody want lunch it's on me you know type stuff um but yeah owning it right and i loved that about you literally did we go upstairs and make love after that i think we did because it's so attractive probably when people own it um that's part of being big own it own your mistakes and I think, and why own is it human nature to be, it's so hard to own. Own sometimes who we really are, because we're trying to be something we're not, and then owning the weakness in our lives. And I think the moment we can do both of those is a moment that we live big. We live bigger lives, that we don't allow other people and other circumstances, or even the, the own weaknesses that we have, to define us. Cheers to that. Sip Cheers of coffee. to that. All right, so one of the ways we be big is we own it. What about, let me ask you this, Jen. I think being a big person requires that we help other people be big. So I think big people and big we're trying to define here is like we live these full lives, these lives, these abundant lives. Um, 
it can't just be limited to us because then by definition, I don't think we'd be big people. How do we help other people also live big? Because I think that's one of the definitions of a big person. They own it, but then also they help others live big, be big. We help other people be better. Um, not by like our tutelage and our mentorship, but we, we help them by like the way we live. For instance, we have three kids. We've referenced all of them. What are some of the ways? You're such a great mom. I mean, I'm a great dad, or you were going to say that? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, it was my turn. I didn't realize it was my turn. I know we didn't say. rehearse that, but I thought that'd be natural just to flow off. <laughs> you're, you're most incredible. Okay, thank you. Father. You're such a great mom. What and are some of the ways? I don't think kids be where they are today without you, but that's another podcast. So, but honestly, podcast. our kids, I think they're big kids. I love them. I'm so proud. We could talk about their what they've done and how they're accomplishing things in life. We don't. I, people don't need to hear that. They'll be bored. But what are one of the ways you'd say, like as a mom, that you've helped Judah, Caleb, Serenity, our children, kind of live big lives? I mean, this is probably so practical, but just believing in their dreams, believing that I, I really believe that my kids can do anything. And the crazy thing is, is that our kids are really doing some crazy stuff at the age of 19 and almost 18 and 14. And um, believing, I think people around you, you just believe in people. And then when people actually, the, the thing that you do well, and then person comes along and they do it actually better than you, Actually not getting insecure in that and believing that, oh my gosh, you actually do it better than me. And just having this sense of life that, hey, everybody around you can probably do it better than you. And just that just awesome, pure believing in people is what I think has ultimately helped our kids be big people. Yeah, you're the best at that. You believe. Um, you know what else I think is um, letting people fail. Like we've let our kids make mistakes. Totally. And mistakes, a failure is not the end of the world. It's not. Dear God, our failures... Do not define define us. us. They don't define us. They can't. Um, Mistakes are part of being big. And if someone makes a mistake, first of all, helping them figure out like how they made the mistake, how maybe not to make the mistake again in the future. But then at the end of the day, realizing that like it's okay, like you're human. I think. And I think with the kids that they realize they make mistakes and they're not afraid to actually talk about the mistakes with us. And I think in family setting dynamics, most kids are afraid to even talk about anything that they've made a mistake in because they're going to either one get in huge trouble or it'll be held over their head for the rest of their life. You know, and I grew up a little bit like that, where if you made a mistake, it was kind of the end of the world. And I knew at that point, as I had the opportunity to have three incredible kids, that I was just not going to let their mistakes define them. I love that. Um, What about offense? I think one of the hardest times for me personally to live a big life and to be a big person, big-minded, big-hearted, is when someone's genuinely offended me. Totally. First of all, I think it's hard to admit you're offended. I, if someone's like, you're offended, I'm, my, my knee-jerk response is, no, I'm not. I'm not offended at all. <laughs> I, I don't even care what those people think, which is probably a sign that I'm offended, you're right? Offended, yeah. I don't care what they think about me, those idiots. You know? <laughs> um, how do you, what are some of the ways you think when you're genuinely, truly offended by someone, someone's actually done something, they betrayed you, they said something bad about you, they lied to you, they were two-faced. I mean, normal, everyday stuff, people that you care about. I think it's impossible to be offended by someone you don't know, but someone who you know, who you've given some trust to, totally, and then yeah. they, they turn it on you because they're human. And it does make them bad. It just makes life what it is. How do you handle that? Because I think that's the real key. Anyone can be big when the bank account's full and everyone loves you and everyone's singing your praises and it's always sunny out. I live in LA and everything's beautiful, right? But when the rain starts to fall and it gets cold and you don't have money and people are saying bad things about you, and like, that's when it's like, how are you big in those moments? What That's real doing? stuff. That's hard stuff. I, I think every, all of us have been offended at some point in our life. You know, I think it was Joyce Myers who said... Um, Joyce Myers? Who is that? Joyce Myers is, is this awesome woman's preacher speaker. But she said, she quoted this quote that has changed my life, is that forgiving someone doesn't make them right. It makes you free. 
And I think when someone offends you, we, we tend to live in the offense probably way too long because if we let it go subconsciously, if we actually let it, let go of the offense, we kind of are saying, okay, what you did was right. What you did to me, how you hurt me was right. But actually you letting it go and forgiving is actually kind of makes you free, which makes you big again. <sighs> and I think for me, I've, I've had to learn that over the years. It doesn't just happen naturally. So good, which my cynical side instantly comes out because this whole podcast is the whole truth, not but the truth. I'm like, really? Did we just go to forgiving? Do unto others. But you know what? <laughs> but it's, it it's, is, is what it it's is. It's honest, man. That it's, is actually true. And I, whether, whether you actually are listening to this podcast and you believe in the Bible or the precepts of, of Christianity, whether you believe in that or not or subscribe to it, it's a fact. Total fact. Forgiving people, it's like letting go. It's like, I refuse to allow what you did to me define the way I'm going to live my life or my emotions often define how I live my life. I'm not going to allow your, you, what you've done to affect my emotions, which ultimately affects my life. And I, the only way to do that, because I could say that right now, but then all of a sudden I'm cynical. Like, yeah, I'm not going to let you, but I am letting him. It's like, I have and, to forgive you know, him. And I, how do you, how would you define forgiving? Like well, what's, how do you know you've really forgiven someone just because you say, I forgive you? I, I don't know. I, that's a great question. I think you kind of, each person, you just kind of know, letting it go. Like I think eventually the more you think about it, talk about it, rehearse the, the incident in your mind, you, you're not affected by it emotionally anymore. You're, you're okay with it. You, it. You've let it go. And I think at that point you realize, oh, I'm not offended anymore. I don't think there's a right answer to that because each individual – I don't know. It affects I think you I got a right answer. Do you? Well, I was asking the question so that I could you know, set myself up to oh, answer I the question. You, I, I don't know. We're going to do that a lot during this. No, I, I think what you're saying is right. I kind of felt for me personally, the way I know I've forgiven people in my life is I genuinely wish them well. Like I can say I forgive you, but then like when I found out like something goes wrong for them, I like celebrate on the inside secretly. Like, yes, you had it coming. Or if I find out that they're doing well and they're succeeding, you know, from afar, I'm like, man, if people only knew, right? right. But I have found for people that by the grace of God, I've been able to forgive in life. Like I find out they're doing well or they... They something happened great in their life, and inside I'm like, you know what? Good for them. Good for them. Really Everyone deserves right, yeah. the right to be happy. You know what? Good for you. And I think for me, that was a sign for me personally. Like, if I can just wish them well, I don't honestly want to be friends with them anymore. I'm not calling them. We're not BFFs. I don't care to hang out with them over holidays. Or honestly, if I never That's see them again, yeah. I'd probably be okay. But I'm not mad at them. I don't wish them ill. I wish them well. And I think that for me has been a sign that, like, yeah, I guess I forgive them. You know, I hope they do well. Good for you. You Good know? for you. That's a great answer. Well, I mean, thanks for setting me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for um, listening. We really appreciate you taking the time, whether you're at your house or driving. And uh, uh, hope you'll tune in next time where we tell the, the whole, whole truth, truth and nothing, nothing but, but the, the truth. truth. We didn't even plan that. That was good. <laughs> Start again. Hope you'll tune in next time where we tell the whole, whole truth, truth and, and nothing, nothing but, but the truth. truth. But honestly, um, yeah, we love having talks with you. And hey, drink more coffee. Cheers, babe. More coffee is always better than less coffee.